77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. What we don't see on the front pages of newspapers, what we don't see all too often on TV is extraordinary work that's going on behind the scenes. The quiet diplomacy that President Biden is, you know, is taking part in, you know, you hear, oh, wait, there's a snag in the hostage negotiations. And I remember this weekend, I looked at you, I said, you watch, Joe Biden's going to get on the phone. Mm -hmm. And you've got, of course, uh, you've got, whether it's. Anthony Blinken or Jake Sullivan or Bill Burns or, or, or I mean, uh, Brett McGurk or all of these people that are doing such extraordinary work. They're quietly working behind the scenes. And sure enough, yeah. we heard a few hours later, there's been a break in the impasse because President Biden got on the phone and he started calling, whether it was our allies in the region or whether it was the, the, the head of you know, the Qatari government, uh, the mayor of Qatar, uh, the Israelis. It's it's extraordinary work being done by Joe Biden. I mean, is there a bigger asshole, as I asked earlier, in all of television and media than Joe Scarborough? But maybe I'm missing something. I don't know. Maybe I'm watching the wrong people because I listen and watch people like Mark Levin, the great one, because I think he's the smartest guy on TV and radio. But clearly, uh, Levin, who's joining me right now, clearly, Levin, you're not paying attention because... According to Joe Scarborough, Joe Biden is doing a magnificent job. Joe Scarborough, can you hear me okay? Unfortunately, I have a bad connection. I hope you can hear me. You sound great. Scarborough is a whore. That's what he's always been. He's a chameleon. Uh, he's one of these disaffected Republicans who failed in Congress, failed on radio, failed on Fox, and then he winds up on this uh, MSNBC, which has an audience of basically sonograms and airport radar. That's pretty much where he is. And I'll tell you something, Sid. He said the other day that if Donald Trump's elected president, Trump will imprison people and execute people. This is a very sick man. Comcast should have pulled his ticket a long time ago. And I will say this. I'm doing a list of all the things Trump did for Jews and Israel and all the things Biden did. Let me tell you something. There wouldn't be hostages but for the fact that Biden Blinken blew up the Middle East. There wouldn't be hostages but for the fact that they rearmed the Iranian regime, which rearmed Hamas and Hezbollah. There wouldn't be hostages but they blew up the Abraham Accords. There wouldn't be hostages but they spent hundreds of millions of dollars on the Palestinians who rearmed themselves. And now they take credit. Joe Biden's on the phone. We see Joe Biden. He's shuffling around. He's bumping in the walls. He can't complete sentences. Everybody knows that man is a disaster in every respect. As far as Blinken goes, Blinken was so bad that John McCain went to the Senate floor and spoke for a half hour when he was nominated to be Deputy Secretary of State under Obama. Blinken's so bad, he brings in this guy uh, who is an Iranian puppet who brings in an Iranian firing to negotiate on behalf of us on the new deal. Blinken is so bad that he's now working with the Arab countries, the Muslim countries, and the weak European countries to get Israel to give up one-third of its land, Judea and Samaria, 
to the PLO. The Arafat founded PLO. So the absolute outcome of this will be that the Israelis fight and die for their defense, and the Palestinians get a new country. Now, let me ask you something, Sid. What's this new country going to look like? Will they have an air force? Hmm. Will they have missiles? Who's going to stop them? Now, Biden is betraying Israel. He's betraying the Jews at home. He meets secretly with these radical Muslim groups, tells them he's sorry he's been using Hamas's statistics. You've got the Democrat Party that has a huge anti-Semitic element within it, and that includes at the White House and the State Department and DHS and elsewhere. All these university professors, all these university students are Democrats. They're going to vote Democrat. You've got Soros and his front groups supporting these violent rioters in the United States. And so I don't want to hear that Joe Biden is good with Israel. I don't want to hear that but for Joe Biden, the hostages would be out. The Israelis need to be given a green light to crush these bastards as fast as they can. And now there's a new one out today, Sid. And that is the White House is telling the Israelis, do not displace the uh, Palestinians in South Gaza. This is like the 15th requirement on the Israelis. They don't want them to win. They want to turn all this back over to the Palestinians. They want to give the Palestinians more land. And then they want to pretend that they're the saviors. It makes me sick to my stomach. And Joe Scarborough is a complete thug. Well, that was brilliant, Mark Levin. This is why you are the great one, and uh, you laid it out perfectly, and you're right. Biden has betrayed America. Let me remind folks, he once again, once again mentioned two-state solution just two days ago. Two-state solution. Hey, moron, we've clearly tried that, right? And what do we end up with? Dead babies in ovens and our daughters being raped, you lowlife. But let me get to the uh, the Hamas situation. I had a young activist in here yesterday, Mark. Her name is Lizzie Savetsky, and she's widely known uh, as, a, uh, as about as pro-Israel as it gets. And I asked her a question that many people were uncomfortable with, but I'm okay with the question. And that is this. Would you rather get the hostages home or destroy Hamas? Now, she's a mother of three, and she's like, I'm a mom, and all those kids are my kids, and all the Jewish hostages are my kids. She gave a perfect answer for the radio. But I thought that was a very, very fair question, because the longer we do this, 10 more today, 10 more tomorrow, 10 more in a week, Hamas gets exactly what they want, and I'm not okay with that. Am I being insensitive? No, I happen to agree with you 100%. Let me put it to you a little differently. If Israel doesn't defeat Hamas now, it never will. And what does that mean? That means atrocities as far as the eyes can see. That means more hostages as far as the eyes can see. That means Iran is empowered. Hezbollah is empowered. And that means the failed Biden policy, failed in Afghanistan, failed with Ukraine, failed in every respect on the border, in the economy, will take hold. And Israel's very existence will be threatened. So the Israelis need to defeat these these terrorists, these Nazis, as fast as they can, because Biden is stabbing them in the back. Lincoln stabbing in the back. They do not want them to win, because if they win, then they view their problem as the Israelis and Netanyahu, which they have a campaign to try and ruin him, and all these other things. The Biden administration wants to rejigger the Middle East, and Hamas is playing. You know why they haven't released? Many American hostages, they're going to save them for near the end. 
because they're playing Biden for the fool that he is. And so they'll drag it out another day, another five days, another week. You heard Biden say, you know, as long as we keep getting hostages, it's Iran calling the shots. He paid Iran $6 billion for hostages. Obama paid Iran God knows how much for hostages. They got it. They understand what they're doing. Our problem is we have this buffoon. We have this ideologue in this Blinken. We have a corrupt media that sides with Hamas. We have guys that have their heads so far up Biden's ass like Scarborough that no matter what he does, they're going to defend. But I want your listeners to understand Biden today is betraying Israel. He's betraying them. I don't care what the leadership of Israel has to say. You and I call them as we see them. That's what's going on. And domestically, he's betraying the Jews in this country with a secret meeting with Muslims and apologizing them for, for Joe Biden. Joe Biden is a nasty street politician. And what he sees is the, uh, the Palestinian Arab Muslim population in the United States is increasing significantly. The Jewish population is not. He wants to win Michigan. He wants to win these other states. And so for Biden, the chameleon, he'll be, for instance, when he comes to the Senate, he's an anti-black racist. Now he's an equity sort of embracing the Bernie Sanders Marxist stuff. He will do whatever he has to do. And as of right now, did you hear them, Sid? All the Democrats are talking about we now need to condition any aid to Israel, military aid, on conditions. So in other words, either the Jewish state complies with the Biden administration's mandates or they're not going to get any money. Do they do this to any other country? Iran's getting $70 billion a year because he won't enforce the sanctions. Israel gets $3.8 billion, none of which leaves the United States, all of which is put on a credit line at the Pentagon to buy weapons from American corporations to send to Israel. Iran is getting $70 billion. They're funding the Chinese. They're funding the Russians. They're funding the Hutus. They're funding the Yabba-dabba-doos and every other terrorist organization out there. And it's Israel that they're putting the screws to. I mean, it's sickening. I think the only thing more sickening than everything you just laid out, Mark Levin, the great one, of course, uh, Mark is on 6 p.m. every weeknight on this station and is uh, the best listen there is. I, I, I would say more sickening, Mark, are uh, the amount of Jews. You're a Jewish man. I'm a Jewish man living in America, Jewish people, that are not only okay, but say the same thing about Joe Biden that Joe Scarborough does. Now, I know the latest polls have our mutual friend Donald Trump ahead very, very slim margin, but ahead, that's the good news. Six out of the last seven polls have Trump winning the presidency today. But I'm still shocked. I'm shocked by the amount of Jews in this country that will still rally behind Joe Biden. What am I missing, Levin? I'll tell you what's going on here. I talked about this. There's, there's, is Judaism an ethnicity or, or a faith? It's both. It's both. But the Jews who are radical left Democrats, some of the Marxists like Jamie Raskin and Bernie Sanders and their ilk, they don't believe Judaism is a faith. Oh, they'll go the high holidays to to reforms if they go at all. But they have nothing in common with Orthodox Jews, nothing. They don't even understand them. And in fact, when Orthodox Jews win office in Israel, they call them extreme right-wing religious parties. And this is why their, their religion is... Democrat Party, radical leftism, even though their ethnicity is Jewish. See, that is the problem. So 
they try to take on Netanyahu. They attack the religious parties in Israel. They undermine the Orthodox Jews in Brooklyn and other places in this country, South Florida. They back Joe Biden because Joe Biden, they will back a two-state solution because that's their ideology. Their real faith is Marxism and the Democrat Party, even though they're ethnic Jews. Whereas you and I, where you go, you know, during the summers and so forth, where I go and so forth, we are ethnic and religious Jews. It doesn't mean that we're ultra, you know, this or ultra that, or we follow the 613 rules and all the rest. But we understand the faith. These people detest their own faith because they view themselves as Democrats and leftists first. That is their faith. That is Marxism. And so I saw a report on a cable show the other day where Bernie Sanders says we need to have all these conditions on Israel before they get another penny of military support. Two-state solution and then on and on and on. And then the reporter says, and he says that as a Jew. And so the the what I call self-hating Jews are the worst enemy that Israel has. So yes. I agree with you 100%. Last one, uh, Mark, it goes back to what you mentioned earlier, the campuses here. I just had the Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman on, and he is uh, trying his hardest to get rid of Hofstra's president, uh, some lady, Dr. Poser, who actually talks about the Palestinian struggles over the years and makes it sound like like Bernie Sanders and Ron Kuby that that uh, it's almost, uh, well, you almost can believe why they did what they did, believe it or not. Uh, and we've seen this in so many schools across the country, uh, all these uh, rallies, obviously. Uh, even I can't even watch ESPN College Game Day anymore, Mark, on a Saturday morning leading up to college football because I'm not sure if these kids are rooting for Michigan to beat Iowa in the morning and then wearing cup beers in the afternoon. They will make me sick, I swear to God. Uh, so where are we with this? Is it as simple as... If Jewish people, not even Jewish people, if big donors, big donors stop donating money, will the message uh, get clear then, or is it more than that? It's more than that. We have a huge problem in this country. Uh, The universities and colleges have been devoured by really Stalinists and Islamists. Uh, You have this whole tenure system set up, which is a protection racket for these radical Marxist Islamist professors. It's incestuous because they hire each other. The faculty and the administration hires these people. They decide who's admitted. Uh, there is no free speech or academic freedom on any of these campuses. These are, uh, this is the birthplace of terrorism in America. We have student visas that are not being monitored. So we have a lot of people coming out of the Middle East, including countries where, where they, they preach hatred to America and hatred to Jews. People are overstaying their student visas when they're here. Nobody's going through that because we have open borders. We don't know who's coming here. Our media is filled with these reprobates who come out of these colleges, the Jake Tappers and the and others. MSNBC is the worst of the worst. Uh, and they bring these people in. One of them worked for Al Jazeera, and he is a Israel hater from beginning to end. Comcast owns MSNBC. Comcast owns NBC. So from the media, the whole culture has been devoured. So it's going to take somebody like a Donald Trump to unravel this, to take their time. And that's why they're calling the man who was the greatest friend of Israel and the Jews in the history of Israel, and in my lifetime, Hitler. In fact, last week they said he's worse than Hitler. Yep. Can you imagine that? Yep. Yeah, I know. Worse yeah. than Hitler? Yeah. And uh, and if he were to run for prime minister, which you don't really do, but if he were to run for prime minister in Israel, he'd win by a landslide. That's the difference, what I'm talking about, between the self-haters 
and those who believe in their faith. And, uh, and, and this is a huge problem in this country, and we have to begin to unravel it step by step. There are ways to do it. But if Biden's reelected, and if the Democrats are – look at Schumer. What a complete schmuck this guy is. <laughs> what a complete schmuck this guy is. Everybody, oh, look at this, the Jewish leader of the Democrats, and they said, how so? He didn't fight the Iran deal. He said he was opposed to it behind the scenes. He's working for it with Obama, trying to take out Netanyahu. He's not leading the fight to give support to Israel. This guy's a phony and a fraud because he's worried about AOC. I mean, if you have guys like that, uh, you, I just want people who are Democrats who are listening to understand, if you're a Democrat, can you tell me why? And if you vote Democrat, why are you voting for your own destruction? Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Oh, that is such a good question. I pose that to family members and friends who who still go, I'm a Democrat. Why? As if as if it's a badge of honor, as if that makes you courageous. You're on the wrong side of just about everything. Why would you want to be labeled that, including this, on the way out? Mark, you know you're listening to a Democrat when they find a way to add this word in the same sentence as anti-Semitism. You ready? The word is... Islamophobia. Now, I know three Palestinians got shot a couple days ago somewhere in this country. But outside of that, can you tell me one damn case of Islamophobia compared to the thousands and thousands that march every day to kill the Jews? One. You're right about the three. That's horrible. But that is an, 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 an incident, not a systemic Islamophobia issue. And what I've been saying, said, you want to see Islamophobia? You go to the Middle East where the Muslims are. And they are slaughtering each other every day. Syria slaughtered close to a half a million Muslims, their own people. Iran is raping and murdering its own population, Muslims. Uh, about 40, 50, uh, let me say, 50, 60 years ago, Jordan slaughtered Palestinian Muslims, when the Palestinians were trying to overthrow that bomb. You know what this reminds me of, now that you just said this? This reminds me of the same thing with the nonsense with white supremacists and neo-Nazis, because much like the Muslims kill the Muslims, the blacks kill the blacks. That's right. You can't talk about these things, but the fact is you can't resolve them. You can't make honest policy if it's built on radical left-wing ideology, which is why I wrote the book. Honestly, I'm not hawking it anymore. It's over. The Democrat Party hates America. When you go through this, it's an ideology that has a home in the Democrat Party, whether it was slavery, whether it was segregation, whether it was eugenics. And now it is an, a, a, an anti-American party that embraces Marxism over capitalism and freedom, that embraces these radical elements, that is still anti-Semitic, that is anti-Asian, and quite frankly, always has been and still is anti-black. If people understood the history of the Democrat Party, and I go right after FDR and LBJ and Obama, and Biden, just ask yourself this question. What exactly has Biden done for the black population in this country? He's impoverished it. 
What exactly did Obama, the first black president, do for the black population of this country? Did he support school choice? He destroyed it. Are our communities safer? He destroyed them. People need to understand, you look at the Democrat Party through the lens of power. So the Democrat Party right now is trying to determine where it stands in the Middle East, and where it stands in the Middle East is against Israel, just as it stands against the United States, just as it has our border open, just as it's destroying our economy and our schools, our public schools, and our energy system and all the rest. This is a suicidal party that wants to destroy the society, to recreate it, which means it wants to destroy your lifestyle, which wants to destroy the family unit, which wants to crush any religious objection, and that's exactly what they're doing here in Israel and everywhere else they touch. Jeez, Mark, you are out. You're just amazing. And just to emphasize the Obama point, I want to remind folks, BLM was born under Barack Obama during that whole Michael Brown, Freddie Gray nonsense. You're, uh, you're beautiful. I, I can't thank you enough. Uh, uh, obviously, uh, happy Thanksgiving, happy holidays. I hope we talk again before 2024, Mark. But every time you're on, man, it is a huge, huge deal for me. You're just brilliant. So thank you so much. Well, I want everyone to know that Sid and I really are tight. We do love each other. We text yes. each other. Oh. And uh, and New York and WABC is very lucky to have you, brother. Uh, you, you take too. care of yourself. You too. Thank you. I, I get all excited when you text me. I'm not going to lie, especially your tweets. Mark, be well. We'll talk again very, very soon. There he is, a great one, Mark Levin, with another amazing appearance here on Sid and Friends in the Morning.